Radio. I'm your host, Lori LeBay, and I'm so excited that you're joining us today. We are going to have a fascinating conversation, as usual, as we learn from people all around the world at all ages and stages of life. Stay tuned as we shift our dementia care from crisis to comfort. All right, here we go. What you think about? Well, hi, everyone, and welcome to Alzheimer's Speaks Radio. I'm your host, Lori LeBay, and I'm thrilled you are here with us this uh, Thanksgiving week. Lots of fun things going on. So before I introduce introduce you to our guest today, I always like to give a couple of shout-outs, and I have to first shout-out to the Mark Arneson Band because they are the ones playing our opening music clarion call, which you can download on any of your favorite music platforms if you'd like. For those of you that are new, Alzheimer's Speaks is about sound information, not just sound bites. Our goal is to raise all voices, big and small, around the world so that we can hear how people are adapting and what's going on with dementia. Today is a live show, so you can call in at 323-870-4602. That's 323 323- Eight seven zero four six zero two, and if you haven't checked out Dementia Map, please go do that. It's just dementiamap.com. It's a global resource directory that is growing every single day. In fact, our guest today is listed in there as well. Um, let's see, Dementia Action Alliance um, for the last couple of years has had a gathering online uh, for Thanksgiving. And that is going to be, of course, this Thursday, November 25th, from 11 to 6 o'clock Eastern. So that's 10 to 5 Central. And that would be 4 to, I'm sorry, that would be uh, 9 to 4 um, Mountain Time. And let's see, that makes that 8 to 3 uh, Pacific Time. You can just go to alzheimerspeaks.com and look on our homepage uh, for a link on that. Also, uh, when I was talking with people about coming on the show and also uh, Dementia Map, I heard of a wonderful new company called Stories Love Music. And they are all about creating joy and engagement for caregivers. And they have a new... um, class that's coming up. It'll be held Tuesdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern Time, November 30th through uh, December 14th. And you can go to www.storieslovemusic.com forward slash contact dash us to learn more about self-care and having fun while you are on this journey. Also tomorrow, Arthur's Memory Cafe, which is sponsored by Arthur Senior Care, uh, will be held. Again, that's virtually. We do that the second and the fourth Wednesday of each month. 
one o'clock central, so that is two o'clock Eastern. Anyone is welcome to join. And then let's see, Wednesday morning, um, it, it is also the last day of the month. And so we are going to be doing our Brookdale North Oaks Caregiver Connect, which is an in-person support group at the Shoreview Community Center here in uh, Minnesota, and that runs from 10 to 11 Central, and you are all welcome to join that. I do want to also mention Picnic Health. Many of you might not know about this, but uh, you can join now uh, to to go to picnichealth.com forward slash speaks, and you can sign up for an important Alzheimer's disease research uh, project in minutes right from your home, and you'll get paid $25 to do so. Picnic Health, what they do is they collect and digitize all of your medical records into one online account. Then you can consent to share that anonymized data from your records with medical researchers. And by examining this real-world data from medical records, researchers can actually find answers to things that they wouldn't have found in a clinical trial. So there's really important information that each one of us has in our unique healthcare journey. So if you're comfortable sharing your your journey, please go to picnichealth.com forward slash speaks. And if you care for someone with Alzheimer's disease and um, you manage their their finances and their business, uh, you can also sign them up, uh, up at a Picnic Health account as well. So again, picnichealth.com forward slash speaks and get your $25. We're going to hear from the foot bar walker and then we are going to be right back with our guest who's going to be talking about fun and stimulating cognitive engagement. So we'll, we'll see you shortly. Introducing the life-changing foot bar walker. I'm Peggy from Danville, Kentucky and I'm 91 years old. The foot bar walker revolutionized my care of George. The saving that I made from having to put him in a nursing home came to about a hundred and $92,000. The foot bar walker opens and closes just like a standard walker. The only thing that is different is the top bar and the foot bar. Does that ever make a difference? Does someone you love use a walker? Do they struggle to get up from a seated position? Are you a caregiver dealing with physical pain and stress as you help your patient? The foot bar walker was designed to assist not only the patient, but also the caregiver. Patients have more control standing up, and no lifting from the caregiver is required. See how it works at thefootbarwalker.com. That's thefootbarwalker.com. Peggy, would you recommend the foot bar walker? Do I ever? I would not be in the health that I'm in today at this age had it not been for the foot bar walker. I absolutely love that walker. And if you go to DementiaMap.com and search the foot bar walker, you will also get a coupon so that you can purchase that and have it shipped for under $200. It's really quite the deal. Um, helps reduce injury both to the patient and to the care partner. So let's get on to our conversation today. I don't think we can have enough stimulating cognitive engagement for those dealing with dementia and those caring for them as well. So today our guest is Marie Vaudry, and she's a passionate young entrepreneur who's driven by the desire to encourage entertainment and cognitive stimulation for those uh, living with Alzheimer's disease. 
this has been really important to her um, ever since uh, 2012 when her own mother was diagnosed with Alzheimer's at the age of 59. She has written two activity books um, that deal with kind of words and logic games. And today she's going to be talking to us about Gleam in Your Eye. And she uh, she is really... Um, really focused on, you know, getting over some of the challenges of finding stimulating activities um, to adapting to cognitive abilities as they change as the, as the disease um, progresses. And so she spent um, several years working as a health professional to create uh, her company Gleam in Your Eye and develop innovative offerings on a monthly subscription you know, box kind of package. And so I can't wait to learn more. So welcome, Marie. How are you doing today? I am good, Laurie. How are you? You're good as well. <laughs> yep, I'm doing I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Well, you know, I always like to start out, and I mentioned, uh, you know, in your intro that your mom had uh, dementia and got that pretty young. I'm wondering if you can share a little bit more about how that affected you and your family, and if there are any others in your family or circle of friends that, that you've been um, dealing with with this diagnosis as well. Yes, uh, and, and uh, I, I didn't say thank you for inviting me uh, today uh, to your show. I was very happy to hear about all the activity you propose as well. It's so I'm so happy to see many things going on for people with uh, with Alzheimer and with dementia. It's it means a lot for me to hear all those activities going on. I'm very happy about that. And yes, it, it the. When we had the diagnosis of my mom when she was 59 years old, it's it's really like a lot of family. It's really impacted us. Uh, my mom, for sure, was very sad about it. Uh, we were very sad. We we tried to we started to look for information to know more about this disease because sometimes you don't know anything right now in media and Alzheimer Association. They do a good work to to talk about the disease and like that we can know a lot but uh if you don't you are not looking for those information you just don't know what is alzheimer or what is uh, parkinson or all the, or another dementia then we we looked online we found some good information but after that my mom started to be very depressed and my mom she was always like other family as well the 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 son in our house a very smiley uh, uh, fun uh, and at one point i was not recognizing my mom anymore i was like no way she will stay like that then it's at this time i started to look for for things to do for her because she was we were going to restaurant with her friend and she was not able to talk anymore to to have a, a, a to have a discussion with with them uh, she was trying to read a book she's used to read a book every once per week and she was not able to read a book anymore and doing crossword every day then she was very frustrated not to be able to do her normal pastime 
then she was pretty sad and we were sad as well to see our mom uh, like that then i it's at this point I started to go in a, in live in a different bookstore uh, to find activities for her uh, to to make her day easier because the what I see and when I talk with family it's what they tell me it's their loved one failed like all day in different situation like we removed their driver license they are not able to do their normal pastime then they are they have uh, they have really frustration all day and i was like okay i want to bring something to my mom she will be happy and she will bring joy in her day-to-day life because it's so hard all day then it's why i try to find some activities adapted for her but i just found nothing on the market eight seven years ago eight years ago i mean even 10 years ago then um and it's why i I started to talk with different health professionals like speech therapists, neurologists, uh, occupational therapists, a lot of specialists at the Geriatric Institute of Montreal. I'm French-Canadian and uh, from Canada. And um, and they said, no, Marie, there is not so much. Then we will help you to develop something for all the patients and also for your mom. And it's why I developed my first uh, activity books at this moment and it's true that i was more aware of what can help my mom in her day-to-day life which kind of activities will be useful and will she will have fun with it and she will not be discouraged and will be happy and feels that she succeeds in one thing and it's very important i think Sorry, well, you know, a very I, long answer. Very long um, answer for your question. <laughs> no, no, that's great. And I have to say, I love the name of the company, Gleam in Your Eye. You know, my mom lived with dementia for 30 years, and that is one of the things that I always talk about: is that little glint in her eye. You know, you could just tell she was connected and having fun, along with the smile and the dimples. But I think so often people forget to look at those things, those nonverbal signs of happiness and joy and connection. And I think that that's really important that people understand, um, even if someone can't use words or can't do things the way they used to, there are other ways to still be connected. So thank you for, for um, you know, really doing a lot of work and, and research in this area. Why do you think it's so important that um, that people are stimulated um, in their activities and they're not bored. At the beginning, it was really to bring joy to my mom in, in her day-to-day life, but more I was talking with health professionals, more I realized that it's important for their for their physically but mentally and it will slow down the progression of the disease in time it's proved that with by different health professional and one professional in particular in canada that it, it proved that more you will help your loved one to be active active cognitively but physically more the disease will slow in progression it's not a cure i'm not talking about the cure but just to slow down the progression like that 
For example, the person can stay longer at the moderate stage of the disease and not to be so long at the advanced stage of it. Then this is it's what we want for our loved one. We want we want her to to stay longer in a good health and and be able to enjoy some moment and also for us to enjoy still some moment and keep some memory, a good time with our loved one. It's why I think it's very important the stimulation and also to to bring them some to for them to have fun, but also to succeed, like I, I, I said previously, it's so important that they succeed every time in an activity and they feel confident again, like they were in the past. I I so agree with you. I mean, I you know I do a lot of work with people living with dementia, and many of them say they feel more purposeful now with the diagnosis and advocating for the disease and educating others and and being mentors than they ever did in life, you know, prior to their diagnosis. And they also say over and over and over again that they really feel, again, that connection, that confidence of participating in life, being of value to others. Um, Every single one of them says they feel that it slowed the progression of their symptoms. And um, they get some pushback sometimes, you know, from others going, you know, well, my my loved one, you know, declined much faster. And, you know, everyone, every single person is different. Um, but I think that that very much is a common thread. And I know I saw it with my mom, definitely. I think that's why she was able to live 30 years. People say, well, you can't live that long with this disease. And I'm like, well, tell my mom that, you know. Look at look at her yes. brain on autopsy. She lived this long with this disease, and it's pretty evident. Um, but she was still able to live really quite well until the last three years were probably the most challenging, where she was the most disconnected and um, unable, and it was more difficult to adapt things, um, yes. you know, to her and, needs. And, but, we, yes. but we still could. Oh, go ahead. Yes, and yeah, I, I just wanted to add that uh, also I, I visit, I see many family and I see them sometimes frustrated after their visit, uh, maybe sometimes to a nursing home when they go to visit their loved one. And they are frustrated that the moment was not fun and with a lot of their loved one were asking questions over over the same question and when they try to do a, an, an activity, a stimulated activity, they it's it changed. The conversation was over and over the same. It's now different and it's now fun and and this is good. It's keep like I said, good memory for also the the caregiver and the person affected and and I really I'm very happy also, Laurie, that you like our name, Gleam in Your Eye. Um because it, it means a lot. It's true that we were looking for a name uh, that makes sense for us. And you you exactly describe what we wanted. It was that it, it at, at, at advanced stage, people are not always able to talk. Or even at moderate stage, they are not able to say what they want. But we, our, us as a caregiver, we can still be able to read with their eyes what they want to say sometimes. And it's really what we want. 
Yeah, and it, a lot of times it's not about the words, it's about the feeling. And you can see yes. the, the feeling of joy or contentment, um, of love, you know, through somebody's eyes, just like you can see anger and and um, yes. frustration, uh, just as simple, or, or disconnectedness. And I think you're you're right, you know, families do get really frustrated. But I think one of the things that, that families do because they don't know any better because this isn't talked about a lot, and that is when they are feeling really uncomfortable going to a visit, like what am I going to say, how's this going to go, she's not going to remember my name. I mean, those are all the things that I hear families say over and over and over again. Um you know, but when they're going in apprehensive and fidgety themselves, well, then the person with dementia models that back, and yet we blame the person with dementia for being agitated or whatever it might be. And a lot of times we started it, but we we don't know that. So if we come in feeling comfortable that we're going to be able to engage and that we're going to have some fun, what well, makes the connection much easier, and then they mirror that back to us as well, you know, so often. So I, I think there's a huge piece of, um, again, removing that fear and and building that sense of confidence and comfort that you can still be engaged, both of you, and both feel stimulated and, and fulfilled and get back to that that source of, of being in relationship. Um, you know, what is that really about? Is that really about steps you know, one through five being done correctly? No, it's not. You know, it, it's a it's a feeling. It's not a it's not a process. And and I think so often, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think so often families get into the process because they are so used to doing tasks for this person. And even though they're doing a lot for them, their tasks. And they're really not focused on how they're making the person feel or how they feel about even what it is they're doing. And that has a huge impact, I believe. Yeah, but I I, I agree with you, Laurie. But it's true that in a caregiver plate, they mm-hmm. have so much to do. And uh, I, I see my dad, who, when he goes to visit my mom two times a day at her nursing home, uh, is used to do always the same thing. Okay, I'm getting there. I will help her to eat. I will change. I will help her to walk a little bit. I will, is is used to do always the same routine, and uh, I understand that it's difficult to to bring some other activities to think. Okay, but she needs also stimulation in her brain, and also physically, she still needs to be. But it's so difficult to first find the the good idea and to to do that and like you said we are we are used to do some task and uh, and we just need to think a little bit out of the box i will say but it's difficult and it's why at gleam in your your eye we want to help people to to think out of the box and what you can do and we will propose you exactly what you need but we will talk about it later <laughs> yeah well and i think too you know with people i mean i know i know when i was caring for my mom i i would get upset when she'd repeat herself 45 times in 10 minutes and i didn't think it was fun or yeah. funny it was just irritating and it just amplified the loss of my mother you know to me over and over and 
And when I was able, one time when I, I yelled at her really bad, and I felt horrible, and I thought I'm doing this wrong. I'm just doing this wrong. I have to, I have to do it different. I still have to get all my tasks done, but I have to somehow put her first. And so I came up with this what I call your memory chip, and it reminds me to first focus on three little things. That is, is she safe? Is she happy? Is she pain free? And then it changed the way I did things. Like when you were talking about your father, and I'll just use him as an excuse because I think we're all the same, you know, he was going to take her for a walk versus we're going for a walk. You know, we take ourselves out of relationship and we put ourselves in this task role. And it's very different taking someone for a walk than going for a walk with somebody. Um, You know, little things um, that people don't even notice, but as we age, we don't touch one another as much as when we're younger. And so, especially for an older couple, you know, maybe dancing to some music, you know, holding somebody tight and just feeling, being able to feel that love and that presence. And so many people will say, gosh, I, I, you know, she she or he hasn't looked at me like that or hasn't kissed me or whatever it might be, you know, but they feel that love or see that gleam in their eye, that connection that says, I know who you are and I'm glad you're with me. And oh, yes. You know, I, I I love that, Laurie. <laughs> but yeah. this is also depend on your relationship with the person. I understand <laughs> some people never connected in, in feel, in touching or never touch really the the person I know me, I'm really yep. a tactile person, and my mom, the first thing I do with her is I, I hug her, I, I massage her, I do a lot of things. I hold her hand all the time, uh, but it was always like that. My relation with her, and um, mm-hmm. I understand family who are not so. It's not so easy for them to do that. Yep, yep, and that's very true. And that's very true. So you have to have other other options out there. I've also found, though, that, um, and I, I remember this specifically with one case where a woman said, my mom's not a touchy-feely person, and her mom was dying. And I said, but you have the right to, to say what you need to, especially she was pretty much on her deathbed. And and I said, it's okay for you to go and, and cuddle her and just let her know I need this right now. And what was amazing, um, and I've seen this repeated over and over and over, and again, it might not work for everyone, but um, where the parents were just brought up not to be touchy-feely. And when the, when the child or the friend breaks that barrier, they just kind of melt. And go, gosh, this feels oh, good. Yeah. I've never had this all my life. But again, someone else might punch you and give you a black eye too. <laughs> you know, you have, to know, you have to know your person um, that you're dealing yes, with. Yes, and it's with- it's very good. It's I, I'm very sorry. I, I'm very happy you mentioned it. That it's true that it's good to try some stuff. It's good to think differently. And it's the same thing about the games or activity that you do with your loved one. Mm-hmm. You think maybe the Play-Doh, it's something for a child. She will not be interesting. And you put it in front of her and she will play with it. And will do, and she will try to roll the the play doh and do some uh, some stuff. It is the same thing. 
I really encourage as you, Laurie, to try things, to to see what works, what doesn't work. But nothing can really happen badly if it, it's not good. If mm -hmm. you're nothing really could be bad, uh, I think. Yeah, and and you take it you take it slow, and I think part of it is we have to take our judgment, our expectation of okay, I'm going to give you this clay, and I want you to make a dog, you know, and maybe they're just going to roll it and make a snake, maybe they're going to make a bracelet, maybe they're you know, maybe they're going to just make a swirly design, you know, it could be all kinds of things, but I think a lot of times we have to get out of our own way to allow them to be creative. And um, and sometimes I think we we have expectations, um, just like oh well someone's never painted, but now all of a sudden you give them a paintbrush and it's like oh my gosh, um, some people with dementia are incredible artists. And and um, and one of the things they'll oh, yes. say is, you know, my ego's kind of left the building and I don't really care. I don't really think about what you're thinking about my painting anymore where that used to consume me before and put me in a box. Um, and then I started judging myself where they're just freer. And I think there's a lot that we can be taught by utilizing, you know, these engagement techniques. So let's talk about how do you foster an environment that's conducive to really stimulating, you know, someone with cognitive impairment and, and adapting the approach because one size doesn't fit all when it comes to cognitive um, disabilities or abilities. Yes, uh, that also some families are asking me what I can do, how, how I can do, and what all the specialists and all the health professional, professional gave me as tips. It's really like easy stuff you can do at home first uh organize the environment to be calm uh when i for example when i arrive to visit my mom i always turn off the tv uh, if i want to do an activity with her if there is a lot of music around the radio is on the tv is on she will not she will not be she will not be able to focus on me then it's very important that you close all that and be prepared with her, with him, uh, and, and be take a chair in front of her of him or him, and just everything is calm around you. Uh, mm -hmm. Preferably, it's it's better to start an activity in the morning, but this is very personal. Usually, your attention is more. Uh, active at the beginning of the day in the morning and it's why the health professional will recommend to do to start the activity in the morning but maybe your loved one is super active cognitively in the late afternoon then it's at you also to judge the good moment but I will recommend between 15 and 30 minutes in the morning I say 15 to 30 minutes an activity the duration of the activity because it's usually the the time that the person will be uh, focused will be very uh, will have um, uh, will be present it's more than that it they can be tired you will see it when you will do the activity like a kid when you do something with the kids you will see automatically the 
they they stand and they move, they they are tired. You will probably notice the same thing with your loved one affected by a dementia. They will not be concentrated after this time. Um, uh, you have to know also the physical capacity and the current the the current interest of the person. If you know that they are not able to walk anymore. Uh, maybe do some activities. You can still do some physical activities when they sit, but maybe try to do things with the arms, uh, uh, pass the ball together. There is a lot of stuff online you can find about activity on a chair, for example, and also it's good to know the interest of the person. It's always the beginning for me uh, of any person I talk with, what your loved one likes, uh, even what they liked in the past what 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 they did as a uh, as a work um for one time i was with a, a man who was who was a, a accountant accountant is a good word an ori accountant yep mhm yes accountant sure. then it then it means for me that he likes to calculate some numbers then i started to on a piece of paper, just write some number and ask him to tell me what what one plus one makes or more difficult numbers. And we were sitting together for 30 minutes just doing that. And her, his wife was like, wow, you, you were able to keep him entertained for 30 minutes. And I said, yeah, I just, I just asked uh, ask you at the beginning what, what he was doing before and just try to adapt an activity related to that to his interest if he was very manual very it depends you can you know what your loved one likes uh, and and try to adapt to it um uh, we recommend to structure your activity just before to maybe prepare it a little bit but easy activity uh, try to to several activities like we talked with Laurie before uh Nothing can be wrong if something doesn't work, uh, and and not and simplify the instruction like step by step uh, what what you have to do, but very simple. Uh, like if you were, ex I don't like to say kids because I we I don't like uh, games for kids uh, to give to someone with Alzheimer, but. Just try to think, when we explain an activity to a kid, we really explain step by step. And it's the same way I will recommend you to do with your loved one. If you want to play a card game, you, and if, for example, if you know your loved one likes to play cards, you can pick uh, cards and just try to match colors by colors, like all the red cards, I will put it aside, all the black cards, I will put it aside. Oh, let's match only the the different shapes on the cards. And, and they will be involved in the activity because they like the cards in the past, it's what they were used to do. Then just to adapt something easy, you know, um, uh, what also I recommend if you are doing like a, a drawing um, with your loved one, maybe it's it's first the the space between each line has to be bigger, not small area to draw. 
then if if you see they have difficulty to concentrate, you can also take a, a white sheet of paper and hide a part of the image to really concentrate your loved one in one part of the drawing or one part of the activity. It's the same thing for a crossword you're doing. You can take a, a, a white sheet of paper, put on your crossword to just focus on one part of the crossword. This is really helpful and this is the speech therapist who really recommend me to do that and it works very well. Um, uh, and what is very important for me, it's to celebrate the experience, to congr congratulate and encourage the effort. Like I said, uh, someone with Alzheimer, unfortunately, they fail all day, not all day, but a lot of times during their day. Then if you can make this 30 minutes fun and nice and not complicated and this it will be wonderful and i uh, it will be wonderful <laughs> then, you know um, you yeah. gave us a lot to think about in terms of yes. um preparing the space and, and making sure that it's you know clear and open and, and not too many options out there um good lighting also knowing like their field of vision and what level do they hear. I, I loved when you said, you know, shut stuff off so that they can focus. Um, you know, maybe yeah. it's soft music in the background, but maybe that'll be a distraction. You need to know. Um, you need to know your person. Um, know their range of motion. So if you're asking them to reach too far to, to get something, that's going to, you know, make them feel like they're they're feeling if they can't do that. Um, a couple of things we talked about earlier, but I think it is good to mention here in terms of kind of setting the stage is making sure that you, you know, kind of their interests, their, their hobbies, their past lives. And, and so if they're drawing something or creating something, you know, maybe that'll be a spark for them and just giving them eye contact and having a, a positive, um, tone of voice. I think a lot of times we forget about our tone of voice and what a big impact that can have. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> same, with the, same with the smile. And I loved where you talked about limiting directions, you know, so it's not too complicated. Sometimes we just rattle off a ton of directions. And, and typically, I think, um, you know, this might be more free flowing, especially as the disease progresses, but always looking for the positive in, in the creation and celebrating that, whatever it is. Um, you know, art is in the, the eye of the beholder. So what are you going to look for? You know, are you going to look that, oh, it doesn't look like what you thought. It's not about you. It's about them. And, you know, maybe even asking them if they're still able to talk um, to explain what did they create and, you know, what made them go down the path, like open questions um, to let things flow or why did they pick that color? That's really beautiful. Um, I think a lot of times you can find out things about people that you never would have known, you know, through this process. So I, I love the concept of, of your company. I love the, the choosing of, of a game or a project and then being able to adapt to it. And again, I think so much of the time it's us getting out of the way to allow the adaption 
to take place and and we have to sit back and think i mean that's what we all do you know when you're working on something and it doesn't work but you still have to get it done you adapt and living with dementia is no different it's just you know more of our role to help them adapt because they might not be able to see that path um is clearly and so knowing you know we all we all kind of manipulate life by adapting to circumstances that we're dealing with. Why don't we talk about the gleam in your eye boxes? Um, and you've got games that are useful to be able to stimulate and connect and have fun. Um, let's talk a little bit about those. Yes, Laurie, and thank you to um, for your your good words and uh, you really understand what you do and to give good tips. To, um, to people um, because it's it's what we're trying to do at Clean In Your Eyes. We really try to make a difference in your day-to-day life and we know how it's hard for a caregiver, for your loved one uh, having the Alzheimer or another dementia. Then at Clean In Your Eyes, we develop a subscription box of activity that you receive every month. You can re- You can decide to receive it every month or enroll for three months, six months. And what we develop with L Professional, it's in every box. You will have five games based on, with five categories of activities, sensory, word, logic, art, and physical. Then we make sure that you will stimulate your loved one in different way and also in a vari- variety of games then if you see that your loved one prefer logic or a logic game, you will take the logic game and play with it more than the other one. But you will have a variety of one. And when we tested the product with different families, what was wonderful, it's some games that they thought their loved one will not want to play at all. They were playing and they were very impressed to learn about their loved one, like they were still able to talk, they were still able to write. They didn't know they were able to write anymore. And you can be surprised at what you will learn about your loved one. And those games that we provide in the box are all validated by health professional. It means that every game that I developed, I, I make sure to... To, I have a meeting with different health professionals, speech therapists, neurologic, neurologists, uh, uh, earring specialists, uh, uh, opt- optician specialists, uh, all the specialists, and I make sure, okay, those words, are they the, the one appropriate for the game, the image in the game, everything is we think of if we try to think of everything, even the instructions on the games. Every game have their own instruction cards, and we make sure it's super simplified and step by step. Then, even your loved one as a moderate stage dementia can be able to read this instruction. Then, we are building the instruction for the caregiver, but also for the loved one who is still able to do the games alone, maybe. And you can have, as a caregiver, a respite during your loved one will do some games. Then um, we provide also all the material. Then you will, if you have a, a game with the art game, you will receive the paint and the paintbrush. 
you will receive uh, everything that you don't have to to try to when you buy an activity sometimes you have to buy additional material you will you receive like everything in one box and what i saw with my dad and with a lot of family sometimes we just we just don't have time to look online what is the best for my loved one what can be fun for them we can spend a lot of time online to buy a, a, a game then we give you every month five games that we know it will work for you we know that will make sense for your loved one with alzheimer and you will have fun and you will have joy in your house for 15 to 30 minutes a day and what is very nice also it's we have we try to put always reusable games then it means also one day it's raining and you don't know what to do you cannot go out you just have to take in your um, uh, toy uh, library your activity library the games that we provide you in the last month and you can still play with it as long as you want because they are reusable then we are also giving you some some extra games and idea also each time to make sure you succeed in an activity we give you tips how to how to do it differently like i was talking about adapting an activity we are also giving you some tips if the instruction we gave you it doesn't work with your loved one how you can do it differently to make sure they succeed. Our goal is they succeed and they have fun every time they play with our games. Then we give you all those tips. It's like you have the health professional in your house are giving you the tips how to how to have fun with your loved one and engage. It's what we try to do, Laurie. <laughs> uh, I love that. <clears throat> can you mention the five categories of games again? Yes, it's sensory, word, logic, art, and physical. I pick those categories because I talk with a lot of health professionals again and with occupational therapists, recreational therapists, and I ask them how you build your calendar of activities, and they gave me those kind of categories, and also the neurologist uh, with who I talk, she said, uh, yes, they need to be entertained differently, their brain working differently, and those categories are, are very good for that. Wonderful. Yeah, I, I love that. I, I love the variety. And I really encourage people to, you know, to think about so often, I think many of us get trapped in our routines. And a lot of times, you know, people with dementia will say routines are really great, but if they're not our routines, um, they could be they could really complicate things because you're not meeting our needs yeah. if they're not our routine. So setting up a routine that gives them comfort and joy makes them feel productive and and active and um, and worthy. You know, I I think changes how any of us live our life and how we interact with others. You know, we all kind of want that same thing. We want to be accepted. We want to be part. And this is a nice way to be able to offer that um, to people living with dementia, you know, and building that into into a routine, I, I think, just makes so, so much um, sense on so many yes. levels. And with also, that. you know, Laurie, some family, excuse me, some family um, don't, 
some we we know some family who don't visit their loved one anymore because mm -hmm. they don't know how to connect with them then to bring the box or to bring another games i encourage to do any games for sure i prefer my product but i encourage to do any games and when you visit your loved one if you don't know what to say you will have something to say and you will have different discussion topics it's what we suggest in our box we have always some discussion topics list and you can talk about that you will know what to do and you will have like a 30 minute to entertain and you will not feel bad of not visiting your loved one because you will have to do it or even you live far as me my mom she's in canada and i'm here and I know the importance of stimulation, and it's a good way also to send the box to your loved one when you live a, a, abroad, you live far. It's a good way to make sure they are still they are still stimulated and have, having fun. It's a good mm -hmm. way also. Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, with these boxes, you know, I, I would imagine that you know, not just a person with dementia takes part, but their loved one can engage in these activities with them. Is that correct? Yes. Uh, every game can be played uh, alone or with your loved one, with the caregiver. Then, for, And we give tips how to do it. Uh, how to ask questions uh, to each other or are we are giving like a cornhole games uh, we have giving bean bags for two a person yeah you can always do the games together it's not the the person with alzheimer only the dementia will do the the games alone you can do it with them and this it's it's super fun Okay, okay. Because I think sometimes people think, well, this is just for them. But yet I, I remember, yeah. you know, my daughter coloring with my mom when she was very young, three and five years old. And they would just have so much fun. Uh, but I'm also doing this uh, dementia and the arts and it's a engagement where uh, I have a panel of people with dementia and they talk about, you know, the different types of art that they're doing and they explain why and, and how they adapt and, and all of those things. But, you know, they really talk about the peacefulness and the pride that they get out of out of doing these things. And, um, you know, and if you can do that together, because I think a lot of times as care partners, I don't care if you're a professional or if you're family, we need to calm ourselves down too and kind of relax yes. and breathe and see another side to the world versus just caring all the time. Yeah, uh, I agree with you. And it's also another tip I wanted to give uh, previously. Uh, when you engage with your loved one, sometimes you don't know how to start the activity. But, for example, if I give you a, a painting of a birdhouse, and mm -hmm. your loved one is just sitting aside of you, but is that really interesting? I really suggest that you start to paint the bird house and you and you put the paintbrush in in front of your loved one, and you will see. I I guarantee you, in like the five minutes or two minutes after, he will take the paintbrush and will paint with you. Then, and I guarantee it. It's a it's a very good way to to engage and to start an activity as well to mm -hmm. show to be like a model for your loved one and you will have a good time with with her or him sorry <laughs> yeah 
No, very, very true. I, I just, um, I love what you're doing. I think it is absolutely um, fabulous. We only have about eight minutes left. Is there anything else that you want people to know about um, the gleam in your eye boxes and, and games? I mean, it would be a perfect gift for the holidays, I would think. Yes, it's it's sure it's a perfect gift. I think I'm I'm convinced, but it's a it's a good gift for Christmas. And you can visit our website www.gleaminyoureye.com. We have all the information in our website with also testimonial of families. We have family. Uh, we have a video explain what we do. What is the box? Uh, how we how we develop this concept uh, with who with the specialists and everything we have also blogs uh, a blog who will write different articles uh, who can help you uh, to um it, it's all it, it's all around joy and games and fun the blog that we but we are giving you tips and uh, i i really recommend you uh, to visit our website and yes for sure it's a good gift for christmas uh, uh, for sure, it's exactly adapted for moderate stage dementia. I didn't talk so much about it, the stage of the disease, because um, we more focus on on moderate stage because the early stage, usually they are still able to do normal activity on the market, but it's really at the moderate stage. It's more difficult to find appropriate activities, and it's why we, we create those games, this innovative um, uh, activity box uh, that we don't, there is no, not other one in the market. <laughs> we are the mm-hmm. only one for now. <laughs> Wonderful. Then, uh, yeah, visit us. And uh, don't hesitate to ask us questions and to write to us. We will be happy to, to talk with you. And do you mind sharing with people how much the, the boxes are? Yes, it's uh, between 40 and $45 a month. It depends which plan you choose. Uh, and uh, yes, that's it. 40 month, uh, 45 monthly, 43 for six months, and 40 for, no, 40 for six months, and 43 for three months. But you will have all this detail on our web, uh, website. Okay. And I was given a, a discount code of HAPPY5 to get $5 off yes. your first box as well. And so, again, yeah. go to uh, www.gleaminyoureye.com, and you can always email um, <clears throat> Marie at info at gleaminyoureye.com as well. Um, uh, wonderful. I, I'm so excited. I, I don't think there's enough things out there for people to engage with, and I'm so Thrilled that you joined Dementia Map as one more wonderful resource that people can find. And do you have like package deals? Like if uh, if a community wanted um, a box, do you do you know like a discounted package if they they needed it for more people than just just one? Are we are developing. We are. We no. We are doing also with the uh, nursing home and memory care. We are working with memory cares right now, and we are working on developing some uh, activity for groups. Uh, we are doing that right now. If you want more information, contact us, and uh, we'll be happy to to talk more about it. 
Wonderful. Well, thank you so much. Um, really appreciate your time today and all of your energy in terms of making our dementia care culture better. I, I love seeing when people are touched by dementia, uh, them stepping up and, and going, hey, you know, I, I, I think this could change. I think this could be improved. And looks like you're doing a really nice job with that. So again, thanks so much. Again, people, you can go to gleaminyoureye.com for more information. And, um, you know, maybe I'll see you Thanksgiving with the DAA gathering you know, if you don't have anything to do, please join us. It's virtual. It's free. Uh, there's lots of cool things out there that are happening, and we would love to connect you with that. And you can always, again, go to alzheimerspeaks.com. That's kind of our main website, as well as dementiamap.com. Have a blessed holiday season, and enjoy your Thanksgiving, everyone. Bye now. Bye-bye, Laurie. Thank you. Thank you. Hi everyone, this is Meredith from the Senior Fitness with Meredith podcast, where I discuss all things for seniors. From fitness, your health and wellness journeys, how to be all over strong and beyond. I also have my mini podcast called Motivation with Meredith. It's a great, quick, motivational pick-me-up for your days. Join me, listen now, search for Senior Fitness with Meredith on your favorite podcast platform.